Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 897 of the Juice Box Podcast. On today's show, I'll be speaking with CN. She is the mother of a child with type 1 diabetes. She's from Scotland, and she's delightful. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, please go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox and complete the survey. Completing their survey helps to move type 1 diabetes research forward. Your simple answers to simple questions are going to do it. That's all you need to do. Just answer the survey. It takes like 10 minutes. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Help type 1s, help yourself, help me complete the survey. In fact, if you need anything that the sponsors offer, using my links is a big help. It really is. Juiceboxpodcast.com, all the links are there, and they're in the show notes of the audio app you're listening in right now. Just click on the links or type them in a browser to support the podcast. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Today's episode is also sponsored by Dexcom. And of course, they make the Dexcom G6 and brand new Dexcom G7 continuous glucose monitoring systems. We just got an email from US Med yesterday that Arden's G7s are on the way. She'll be making the switch at her very next CGM change. You could too. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. My name is Sian. It's a, a bit of a funny name, I know. So it's uh, Sian, and I live in the Highlands of Scotland in a very small village. Um, and I have four children. Um, so life is very busy. Um, my eldest is 13. I then, a girl, I then have identical twins, Maisie and Darcy. Scarlett's the eldest. Maisie and Darcy, um, they are 11. And Alfie is four. Who has diabetes? Maisie has diabetes, one of the identical twins. 11 years old. Yes. Identical infers that her sibling is a girl, right? Yes, okay. Darcy, yes. Right. All right. I got it. Here's my first question. Mm -hmm. If you're from Scotland, why can I understand you? Okay, so I live in Scotland and my husband's Scottish, but I'm from England. Uh, see, I thought you sounded yeah. English and I was like, wait, what's going on? Why is she so uh, clear? <laughs> I don't sound Scottish at all. And I've lived in Scotland for over 20 years. And if someone asked me to even attempt to do a Scottish accent, I wouldn't have a clue. I just, my accent hasn't changed in the slightest from living up here. I, I, I'm, I'm not good at accents. When you, so, yeah. when you first met your husband... And you were around a mixed group of people and say some of them were like American English speaking and your husband started speaking. Did you think no one understands him? <laughs> no, I, I always understood him. He doesn't have a particularly strong Scottish accent, but I can remember bringing him home to my mum and my sister was there and they would just be saying, what's he saying? What's he saying? I say, well, don't ask me. Just speak to him. Ask him to repeat it. Uh, they couldn't seem to understand him, but I always could. Uh, he's, he's yeah, quite a gentle accent. 
But you've heard me talk about my brother-in-law, right? No, no? I'm not sure I have. My brother-in-law is from Scotland. Oh, okay. And I don't understand a word he's saying most of the time. No. There's some some areas of Scotland that I really, really struggle. Yeah. He, and, and at the end of his statements, he, he often goes, I which I, I don't know what that means. And he's, uh, uh. And there's like a lot of like grunting, but it's like really? pleasant Scottish grunting. It's not, you know, it's not like, um, it's not like German or Russian growling. You know what I mean? It's just no. sort of like, it's like, he goes, hey, it, 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 and it's like, bing, 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 like this. And he, and, and I hear a word and I'm like, oh, he, I, he's talking about the economy, you know? And, <laughs> and then I just start keyword listening for words about money and inflation and things like that. Whereabouts in Scotland is he from? I wish I knew. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. he, yeah, he lives in Maybe Pennsylvania. Yeah. Or he lives in Pennsylvania now, but right, has okay. not for a split second gotten rid of any of that accent. No. And no. I just watch him talking, and and his face is lit up like he's making points and gestures. And you're smiling and like nodding along, and he's like, "Oh, he thinks he, we understand this." And you, oh, you know, bless him. <laughs> it's possible he's living a completely. Um, <laughs> Uh, like muted life's like and he doesn't know it you know what i mean like it's almost like it's almost like he's speaking and a voice isn't coming out but he hears it in his ears and he believes everyone else is hearing it and so oh, just like yeah you put your hand on his shoulder you're like ah and, and then at the end he's like i and i'm like yeah and then it's over i, I could have just agreed to like wash his car give him a thousand dollars like i don't even know i'm just like yeah. Anyway. Oh. Um, well, I'm glad you can understand your husband. That's nice. Yes, I can. Yeah, thank you. All right. Where'd you, where did you meet this boy at? Why did you get drugged to Scotland? Uh, well, we met in Oxford. Uh, so we were both at university in, not at Oxford, Oxford, uh, Oxford Brooks, which is another university in Oxford. And we met through a mutual friend there. And then slowly he has moved me further and further up Into the, the woods. country. Uh, like seriously we were in Edinburgh which is quite quite central and then he got me to the Highlands he's actually from Thurso which is as far up as you can possibly go Um, (laughs) and that's only an hour and a half from us but I am I'm not going any further up than than I am because everywhere even now it's an hour to the closest city it's the closest airport cinema you know any of the big shops is an hour um from Thursday, it's two and a half hours. Uh, so no, I'm not going any further. I, I think you know you're in trouble when they're considering filming Game of Thrones where you live. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, see, Anne, I have to tell you that you just made me laugh because you're like, we met at Oxford. Then there was like a pause, and you went, "Well, not Oxford, Oxford." Like, I know. like, like it, it was. It was almost like you said, "Oh, we met at Harvard, not the one you're thinking of, though." <laughs> <laughs> I I always feel I should uh, clarify because otherwise it sets up expectations. That well, I yeah, there was like a split second. I was on. like, I'm I'm talking to a brilliant person who's lost in the woods, and you know, and yeah. then you're like, no, not that Oxford. Don't worry, nothing yeah, like that. Yeah, a different one. Yeah, a, a different one, not one you've heard of. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like an annex. <laughs> anyway so you guys are i mean you have the background right like we have scottish uh, background we have an english background there's no surprise here at all that you have an autoimmune disease in your family so um how many run in your family lines we have no other type one that we know of at all in the family um so it, it was a big surprise when Maisie got um diagnosed but um 
it's not uncommon in the highlands Mm. so there is a lot of type one and that just seems to be increasing and increasing and increasing um scarily fast at the moment um but in our village uh, which probably has about 400 people there is four type one children so on a bus of 20 four of them have got type one which is nuts yeah, yeah they'll be but able the, to take over in another five years maybe. yeah the, the strange thing about it is that they don't actually talk about it i my eldest uh scarlet says that the siblings talk about it but the actual type ones one of them might say to the other oh what are your bloods today or right now and they'll say oh you know i don't know 5.5 or whatever um i, I put a table up so i could quickly actually you just reminded the, me uh, I don't know why your accent didn't get me to open up the uh, conversion chart yeah. that I have. But. So so might say it's 100. Um, and, and that's really it. Whereas I thought that they would communicate more about it. But I quite like the fact that they don't talk about type 1 all the time because it means it's not at the forefront of their mind. You know, they're, they're just normal kids who have type 1, but they don't need to talk about it all the time. It's lovely for the parents. You know, I've got several friends in the village now who we can support each other um but the children don't tend to chat about it that much i guess if anyone ever has a seizure that they'll probably get stabbed multiple times with different glucagon needles that is exactly (laughs) uh, you know i uh my husband and i had to uh fly down to um london for a funeral a few months ago and i had to i left left all the children here and a friend was looking after them and i said to him do not panic, you know, well, do panic if Maisie, she's never has before, but if sun, suddenly she has a horrendous hypo and she needs to have that orange injection, because we still have that one, mm-hmm. um, don't, I'm not going to show you how to use it, call 999, but just run to any of these three people, someone will be in and they will come and do it for you, you know, there's always someone around that can offer some support, um, so it's quite comforting to have them near you know, when you say your village, in my mind, they're like, I don't know, round structures with straw <laughs> roofs <laughs> and a little dirt no. road, and like a little, I don't know, there's like a like a water collection in the middle of town and you're all within like 40 yards of each other. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the roads are quite narrow um, and it's almost like a grid um, of, of roads. Um stone cottages really i think Mm -hmm. but there's no old woman like tanning leather outside right now or something like that no No. not currently okay no no we're just this tiny little village right next to the sea ah that's nice it sounds very nice actually except for is is it cold there it is yeah it's frustratingly cold you know my mum is in essex and she'll be roasting and we love, we really do love the sun. We were just in France and it was so lovely to have some heat. And up here, we'll be freezing. I'll, I'll have the fire on and they will be literally melting. Hmm. It's quite, yeah, it's quite right. annoying. Okay. So um, what about other autoimmune stuff in your family? Celiac or I don't know. No. The only thing that uh, my granddad and my mum do have a little bit of is psoriasis. Is, is that autoimmune? Is that something you've mentioned before, psoriasis? I believe you know, it the is. skin. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about IBS? No. No. Okay. Well, <laughs> she really is lucky, isn't she? Yeah, uh, bless is her. psoriasis yeah. an autoimmune disease? 
Hmm, what does the CC? Yeah, the so. CDC says it is. So it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really it. Um, certainly that we're aware of. So it did come totally out of the blue when um, when Maisie was diagnosed. Mm. Wow, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, how old was yeah. she when she was diagnosed? She was nine. Um, so it was right at the beginning. Well, it was in, it was just two years ago um, on Monday. She had her second anniversary. So um, it was in the middle of lockdown and um, her behavior just, oh, it just hadn't been right. She couldn't concentrate. She couldn't focus. Um, she was agitated. And, you know, now I just have such horrendous mum's guilt because we'd go for a walk or we'd go for a bike ride. And she was so slow and they're all very sporty. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't work out why she was suddenly lagging behind. So, you know, I was saying, come on, Maisie, stop being so lazy. What's wrong with you? I'm going to take you to the doctors. You know, there's something going on here. And she said, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but she just she just wasn't right. And then just before they went back to school, um, I was getting them ready to, um, you know, I was saying, right, in the shower, etc. And I walked in, the twins at that point showered at the same time. And I walked in and um, looked at them and I was like, oh, my goodness, what's happened to Maisie? She was skin and bones. It was, it was awful compared to Darcy, who just looked like this strapping, you know, beautiful healthy mm-hmm. child and then her identical sister who was suddenly just shriveled and I was just like Maisie get on the scales so she weighed herself and then I got Darcy to weigh herself and Maisie had lost a stone which is just over six kilos is that what, what you're using? <laughs> I love I love it that you translated it to another uh, another measurement that I don't know <laughs> you know okay 14 pounds there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah Wait. So she had lost she had lost a fair bit of weight, and um, I got Darcy on the scales, and then I texted a friend who's got identical twins, and I said, "Has one of them ever put on masses of weight and or lost lost weight, um, or has there ever been a big gap between them?" And she was like, "No, you know, really only a couple of pounds." I was like, "Oh, this is odd," but I persuaded myself it was a growth spurt that uh, Darcy must have had, and she'll. Maisie hadn't you know I didn't realize I hadn't weighed them so I didn't realize that she'd really lost the weight um I I was just like this is very odd but I kept explaining it away and then um they went to school for the week and then at the weekend it was a Saturday and she the three girls went off on a club and um my eldest came home and I can always remember she just walked into the kitchen banged her hand on the table and said right I think that Maisie's got type 1 diabetes. And I said, where on earth have you got that from? And she said, well, she's constantly going to the toilet. We had to, She had to go and go to the toilet at this club. About three times, she drank my water, Darcy's water, her own water. Um, she's lost all that weight. You need to phone NHS 24, which is like the out-of-hour number that you can ring. I was like, don't be so silly. Anyway, I phoned my sister. My sister said, well, I have been thinking about type 1 as well because a friend of hers had been diagnosed. Um, she said, phone NHS 24, do it now. I was like, no, I'll just take her to the doctors on Monday. And she said, no, 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 do it now. I phoned them up. Thankfully, they took it really seriously and said, yeah, you need to take her to the um, hospital, mm. just to the local hospital. 
Um, I can remember going out to my husband. He was in the garden saying, babe, they want me to take uh, Maisie to hospital. And he was like, oh, for goodness sake, this is, this is, this is daft. Surely not. I said, well, I, I have to. You know, they've said take her, so I have to. She was around at her friend's on the trampoline. So she was perfect. You know, she was fine. She was right. fit and well and bouncing away. So I uh, just said to her, Maisie, you know you've lost all that weight. Um, the, the doctors just want to see you. She, she literally jumped into the car. And we drove up to the local hospital, got out of the car. She didn't have her shoes on. So it was really embarrassing <laughs> walking through this hospital. And I'm a good mom, I swear to God. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, so I, was like, I am so sorry. You know, she hasn't got any shoes. She's just been on the trampoline. You're bringing a skeleton in. They're like, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. shoeless skeleton. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, she, you know, she looks fine. Let, let's just have a look. So he took a, you know, a wee sample. And he was like, oh. Oh, I wasn't quite expecting to see that. Oh, and um, he said, there's glucose in this. We're going to have to do a finger prick. Um, so he, he did a finger prick and he, he just straight away, he just said, I am so sorry, um, but your daughter's got type 1 diabetes. And I said, no, she doesn't. And uh, he said, she does. I was like, no, no, she doesn't. And he said, yeah, yeah, she really does. Her, her blood's a 25 which is 500 and 450, right. I think. Um, she, she really does. And you need to go home, pack a bag, and take her down to the, to the hospital in Inverness. And uh, I said, no, do you know, my husband, for some reason, brought home a bottle of Fanta today. And she's been guzzling, because she's so thirsty, mm-hmm. uh, the Fanta. It has to be that. And he said, well, was it sugar-free Fanta or was it? did it have sugar? I'm not sure. I phoned my husband. So I phoned my husband. He's like, oh, it was sugar-free. I was like, oh, damn. I, actually didn't, <laughs> I didn't want it to be sugar-free. Let me try Obviously, this. Let me try this. Yeah. I don't want her to have diabetes. Does that have exactly. any impact on this at all? Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously now I know that a glass of Fanta isn't going to send uh, – non-diabetics blood up to 450 mm-hmm. but at that point I, I didn't know that um so he was like okay well it's definitely it's definitely diabetes it's nothing to do with the fanta <laughs> so you do need to go to the hospital you do understand this mrs Evans, don't you i was like yes 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 i understand okay uh drove home and said to my husband they stayed Macy's got type 1 diabetes and that that's really one of the only times she cried we were in the car going home um, from the local hostel and she said what is it I, I said honestly I don't really know all I do know though is that I don't think it can be cured and she was like oh and she just started crying you know I think mm. we probably both did um and when I got back home my husband said I can't deal with this I'll take her to the hospital so he went down to the hospital with her and I stayed at home with the other children. And he phoned up within half an hour and said, yeah, she's definitely got type 1 diabetes. And as they're identical twins, Darcy's got about a 70% chance of developing it at some point as well. And I was just like, oh, what's the percentage? What's the, the percentage they gave you? on Well, I've I've been quoted different ones. I think the lowest I've been quoted is forty percent. The most I've been quoted is eighty percent. Hmm. Um, so I don't know. Just a high percentage that Darcy could, and you know, there's lots of um, identical twins type one. Uh, certainly on the, the Facebook group in the UK, sort of Facebook group. And whenever I see another identical twin 
being diagnosed, mm-hmm. I always send them a little message and say, you know, how long between the first diagnosis and the second? And the average is normally about two and a half years. Really? Um, so you're, but I mean, there's yeah, some yeah. totally ten years or never happened. Never you know, happened. not never happened if I've seen it on the group, but um, yeah. So we're thinking could be could be any time. <laughs> Any cold, right. anything wrong. Or never. Though. Your English is coming out a little too much here. The part of the story where you get in the car and she's like, what is this? And you're like, I don't know, but they can't cure it. So it, was very, yeah. it, was, it was very blunt, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was all I knew yeah. about type one. You're not exactly, a, just... not exactly a party clown, huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, bless her. I hadn't really ever thought of that. <laughs> Whatever it is, Sorry, sweetie, it's stuck to you forever. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, oh, poor Maisie. Yeah. No wonder she was crying. Yeah. My mom is cruel. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I then, uh, I phoned my mom and said, Mom, uh, the the hospital are keeping Maisie in for about five days and they want us both there, uh, Ian and me, because they have to train us both on everything. Um, you're going to have to fly up. So she got the sort of morning flight and as soon as she arrived, I... I headed down to the hospital and our, you know, our type one journey began. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, there was just such an incredible amount to learn at first, you know, um, and to get your head around. And I really, I struggled. I cried and cried and cried a lot. Um, I just, I thought that our life was going to change so much. Um, I can remember lying in the hospital bed just thinking, how are we going to go away for the weekend? You know, how are we going to do anything? I'm, I'm just going to be worried all the time. Um, but, you know, you you learn, don't you? And things get certainly easier and more routine. But at that point, I just felt completely lost. And I still feel bad feeling like that the other three children might have felt like they lost their mum for a while mm-hmm. because... I was so focused on Maisie and, you know, sometimes I shout up to Darcy and I say, oh, Darcy, can you come here a minute? And she'll say, do you mean Maisie? I said, no, <laughs> no, I actually mean you this time. Oh, <laughs> she was so used to me. I always. have to tell you, Sian, that's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I my know. God, I don't even really mean to laugh. My heart. She's, she's like, you must it not is. mean me. You never talk yeah. to me, right? No, Ooh, you know, and, yeah. and Darcy is, oh, you know, she's just so lovely and she just gets on with it and she never really causes me any bother um and yeah and and I I think they really did lose me for a while because I just threw myself completely into trying to make this life as with type one as easy as I could for for Maisie but the rest of them you know, yeah. I, well, I do feel sad about that. But, well, listen, for Maisie, she just know. doesn't want Mrs. Bad News to come back. <laughs> no, she doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> but, you know, I do. I feel lucky now in that I find I find type one fascinating. And I could literally talk type one all day because there's so much to it and there's so much to learn. And it's interesting. Well, how, I, so I've, how did you I get feel to lucky. that? I'm sorry. How did you get to that mm-hmm. from feeling like this is it? We're done. It's mm-hmm. over. Yeah. We might as well just go lay down outside and let the birds pick our eyes out too. Yeah. Um, yeah. To I like talking about this. It's not that impactful. And like, how do you make yeah. that transition?
When you have diabetes and use insulin, low blood sugar can happen when you don't expect it. Gvoke Hypopen is a ready-to-use glucagon option that can treat very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages 2 and above. Find out more. Go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with pheochromocytoma or insulinoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. Blood glucose levels rise and fall. Foods impact differently. Hormones change all of that. So does stress, anxiety, exercise, sleep, lack of, too much, blah, blah, blah. There are so many variables that make your blood sugar fluctuate. Being able to see what's happening in real time is vital. No more guessing. I think that meal makes me spike. I think a business meeting makes my blood sugar rise. Am I getting low at 3 a.m.? Stop wondering. Get a Dexcom. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Start today with the G6 or brand new G7 so that you can see how the impacts in your life are impacting blood sugars. Not only that, you can share if you want. Like if your kid was at school, you could look on your phone and see what their blood sugar is and get alarms at wherever you set them. You want to know when the kid's blood sugar gets to 80? Set an alarm for it. Are you an adult? You don't want the thing to ring until 150? Right on. Do you. It's completely customizable. So now you can see your blood sugar, how fast it's moving, what direction it's going in, and the number right on your receiver or smartphone, Android or iPhone. It couldn't be simpler or more needed. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. No more overcorrecting because you can see oh, I had a half a juice and look what it did to my blood sugar. Next time I'll know not to drink the whole juice or I don't need four Smarties. I don't need the whole roll of Smarties. You get what I'm saying. Seeing the impacts in real time has real time impacts. Not only that, you can share data with up to 10 followers if you want to. You can set alarms wherever you want them. My daughter's alarms go off at 70 and 120 on my phone. You could change uh, any of those numbers you wanted to. It's completely customizable. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. I'm just, look, get, get a Dexcom. It's the best thing you can do if you're using insulin. It's my opinion. Yes, this is an ad, but that's my opinion. Find me on the street and ask me. I'll say the same thing. With that said, please do not find me on the street. All right. Uh, links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. When you support the sponsors, you're supporting the production of this podcast and keeping it free. So I appreciate it when you do that. I read a lot. In the first few weeks, I bought as many books as I could on type one. I joined the sort of Facebook groups. I This can lead me on to how I found the podcast, actually, um, because I, you know, I can remember Googling um, inspirational people who have got type one or celebrities. I think I Googled who have type one. And through that, I came across Adam Lasher, um, Santana's nephew. Yeah. And I really like Santana. So I was like, oh, that caught my eye. Santana. Oh, interesting. Adam Lasher. Okay. So I Googled Adam Lasher type one and that got me to the Juicebox podcast because he was the first person you interviewed. So that's right, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's how I came into, you know, the Juicebox world. Um, and that was really early days. So 
the podcast and following on the Facebook group have been part of my, you know, support network pretty much from day one. That's crazy. Do, do you yeah. know he, so I'm, gosh, whenever this was, January 2015, and I'm getting ready to start the podcast with this completely backwards idea of what the podcast is going to be. Right. And I was sitting down and recording these episodes by myself where I was just basically talking through my most popular blog posts from the blog. Right. And I did it for a little while. And then I was like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. It doesn't sound right. I wouldn't listen to this. I deleted everything that I made. And while I was trying to figure out how to proceed, this guy pops up on American Idol, not in the heyday of American Idol, but it still wasn't like an afterthought sort of like it was today. It is now, you know what I mean? Like it's just lost in a sea of singing competitions. Um, And this guy's got type one diabetes. And I just reached out to him and I was like, Hey, do you want to be on a podcast about type one? He goes, yeah. And that was it. I had never recorded an episode ever when I recorded with him with another person. So I, so my first episode was with a guy who was on American Idol. And I think that (laughs) helped launch the podcast a little bit. Just, well, it's how I found the podcast. Yeah. And then you, all these years later, you found it. That's crazy. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Through that. Um, yeah. So I, I just did a lot of reading. I picked up lots of tips um, from different places. And I just, yeah, I, I just found it fascinating. And we, we were sort of, you know, we, we've been on it, you know, uh, from, from day one, we got a Dexcom very early on, not through um, the hospital, but I, you know, I, I'd listened to you and I'd read about it and I was like, I have to have this. So within four weeks, she, we funded it ourselves, but she was on Dexcom and that made things so much easier. And now when I, when we look back on, I, I found one of her blood glucose diaries a, a while ago and it said that she had had a hypo. This was before Dexcom. She'd had a hypo and then she's gone on to have four fruit pastels um do you do you have fruit pastels no uh, a, a sweet okay. so she'd gone on to have four sweets and then the next reading she'd be like oh let me have oh, I've lost um you know 300 why has she gone to 300 um but then with Dexcom you realize she really doesn't need four sweets for a hypo one sweet is it's really plenty. sufficient mm-hmm. um so yeah, God, the way you treat things before you have Dexcom and the way you do it afterwards is so different. You're, it, it, you just can't do it. You're blind. You cannot do it without some sort of CGM or Libre. Or, um, so we got, we got Dexcom and then um, she was MDI for 15 months. Now she's on uh, T-Slim um, mm-hmm. with Dexcom and Control IQ. Oh, that's excellent. I just want to yeah. make sure that the people from Dexcom heard that I just sold a Dexcom in Scotland. That's really what you I, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Like, pay attention. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. I can't send you all the all the data. You know, but like, listen to what you hear people saying. See, and I have a question for you. Yes. I, I when I see your name, it sticks out, right? It's spelled differently, um, and I think of you as a person who really enjoys the podcast. And it's like, and as a supporter of it, and Mm -hmm. I only know, it's odd that I only really know people through, you know, little avatars and their names and things like that. But Mm -hmm. I I want you to, if you can explain to me 
why. I just going to sound like I'm trying to get you to say something nice about me, but really, I really want to understand why you so kind of um, excitedly enjoy it because I don't understand. Well, you know, I wrote down three things that go through my mind all the time Mm -hmm. um, about type one. And they're three things that you have said or done. So, um, one of the first things I did once I joined the Facebook group, I think it was, was watched a conference um, that you're done at some point. I, I'm not sure which one, but you were telling a story and you were talking about, um, it must have been Arden, having some pie and that she needed a correction afterwards. So you then you then said something along the lines of, if, you're, if you have a pie and mash or whatever and you need a correction – then just give the, you know, up the amount of insulin you're giving up front the next time you have that piece of pie. Mm-hmm. And it was such a light bulb moment. I can remember walking to the school just because I had to race for pickup just after it. And I was just like, oh, my God, that makes such sense. Why am I doing the same thing, giving the same amount of insulin for this meal and each time knowing it's going to go wrong and having to give a correction? That's madness. Yeah. Why why am I not just upping the amount of insulin? So honestly, that, that just went boom, of course. And then, you know, you often say, they just need more insulin. And I do a lot of thinking in the shower. And I'll be showering thinking, why is Maisie's blood so high? I don't understand it. What am I missing? Ah, she just needs more insulin. Yeah. And I was, you know, up her ratios or at that point up her lever me and now obviously just change the pump a bit. And then the other one that you say is trust what you know will happen, will happen. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, you have to, it's so true. I know that if she's going to have an ice cream, she is going to go high later. So I can give her the extended because of that. And as long as she, you know, it's going to happen. So treat it. You know, I, I can't bear it when she goes over 10, 180, you know, we, we don't we don't go really near that that often um because i trust what will happen i trust i you know what you know will happen will happen yeah um and it's given me so much more control we've always been quite mindful about doing things she does eat what she wants but we make a couple of swaps that she's happy with um we are mindful about um sorry that's not we're mindful about um, if she's going to have a treat or something like that. She'll have it at the end of the meal, you know, like Jenny has said before. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't really have anything carby before going to bed because it's just going to mess with her levels and we don't want that. We, you know, I want to sleep. Uh, she wants to sleep. Um, but I have learned so much through the podcast. And I think I've said on, on a post before, and this is a bit morbid, but I used to panic thinking if something was to happen to me, how on earth am I, you know, I can't impart all this knowledge to Ian. And what if something just suddenly happened to me? I just, I I need someone else to, to, I need Ian to know everything, but I can't, I can't just download everything into his brain. I don't need to panic about that anymore because it's all there. The pro tip series, all, all the information that I would need to give to Ian, you've got out there. So it's a huge worry. I don't have any more. Well, you know, I'm the only one that still has that worry because no one in my family is going to listen to a podcast where it's just me talking. 
<laughs> they will. They no, will. They will stare at that podcast like, uh, I know what's in there and I know I got to go get it, but I don't feel like hearing him talk about it. <laughs> well, I want to tell you that it's um, it, it's very, I don't even know what the word is. Like, I feel I'm happy that it, it worked for you that way. But moreover, it's it's almost fascinating for me to hear like my light bulb because these things you mentioned, they're just my light bulb moments from raising yeah. Arden, right? Where I, it, it's, it used to be me talking to myself and I'd be like, I have to trust that this is going to happen. It happens every time. Mm-hmm. Why do I act like the next time it's not going to happen? Why do I keep bolusing for this meal and then correcting two hours later? Why don't I just put the insulin yeah. up front in the bolus? And yeah. these are not, you know, they were big leaps for me at the time, you know, because I was stuck in this, like, I don't know, I counted the carbs and it said five units. So she got high later. I I guess maybe I kept expecting for it not to go that way. Mm -hmm, And it it just never did. There was one day I was just like, why, why are you doing this? Stop doing that. Yeah. You you know, um, well, you know, well for us coming across all the information from you so early on, you know, has just been, it's made this journey you know, so much easier. It, yeah. it really has. Um, you know, her A1C is currently 5.6. Um, she's got a, the clinic in a couple of weeks. I'm hopeful that it'll be, it should be. Dexcom, you know, predicts it'll be about the same. Um, and really that, that is, I mean, I'm sure Control IQ helps at yeah, night, certainly. Um, but all of this, the the ease that we manage things, um, you know, so much of it is down to you and and the information you get out there. Um, so thank you. Well, that's my Usually. pleasure. Thank I, you. I really do. I listen. I like hearing it a little more today than usual because lately there's been this person who's like trolling me on oh, online, no. <laughs> and I'm getting these like short notes from them that are like, uh, "Well, that episode was hard to listen to." What? <laughs> You know what would make this podcast better if you didn't speak so much. <laughs> and I just listen—that's ridiculous. No, 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 Sian. Listen, if, if if listen, I know how many people listen to the podcast. If if one person is drawn to tell me that, that's I'm okay. You know, I and I don't imagine that only one person thinks what this person thinks. I'm sure more than one person thinks it. Actually, I got one of my best reviews ever recently that basically said that. Listen, I don't like that guy, but this is a great podcast and I get great information <laughs> from it. And I'm thinking that's like the nicest thing anybody could say to me. Like, you really don't like me and you're still listening. Like, it yes, just, you're willing to listen. Yeah, it's fantastic, <laughs> you know, um, because I can't, everyone's not going to like your personality, you, you know, so, so that, that I thought was great. But yeah, so I think the person's giving up now. I haven't responded to them. I think they were looking for, um, you know, they were looking for a fight, and I, yeah, I, to that person, if you're listening, I'm an adult. I'm not going to fight with you, uh, but um, <laughs> yeah. but but it's it's still, it'll still like hit you every once in a while. Like, well, there's a person mm-hmm. out there who heard that episode and was like, "This is garbage. I can't. This is terrible." And then, no lie, last night, I got a note from a, a woman who said, "I want to be on the show." And I was motivated by that really excellent episode you just put out. I loved it. She goes on and on about what she's what she loved about it. And then she tells me what episode it is. 
And it's the one that the other person told me was terrible and they couldn't make it through it. And I was like, oh, okay. There you go. I I had to be reminded that everything I say can't be universally beloved. You you know what I mean? That there are just Mm going to be people who are like, I don't like the guy, you know? So Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, it was nice to hear that you do because Mm -hmm. maybe I'll I'll stop thinking about that guy now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, do. And get him out of your mind. You don't need that negativity. The He's other gone. reason I appreciate you sharing that with me is because I actually just finished up my uh, my slide deck for um, Touch by Type 1, which I'm speaking at in Orlando in like four days. And Brilliant. I, I went over it last night. I was like, this is good. I like the way these are ordered. I can see how it'll pull me through the conversation. Um, I don't prepare anything before I speak. So, um, I just, I, I look at the slide and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to talk about this idea now and then mm-hmm. tell a story or, or an anecdote or, or give an example or something like that, move through it. And you hit on, you hit on main ideas just now that I last night was like, well, I have to keep this in. This has to stay here. This has to stay here. Great. And, and you said all yeah. those things. So, I'm, oh, that's excellent. Because, yeah. yeah and, and the only other one that um, is the fat and protein, what you say about fat and protein. And yeah. then I I have an app on my phone, which I think someone uh, was it yourself? The, the, no, someone made fat it. And protein right? count, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, oh, that's so useful. Mm-hmm. So useful. Um, and, you know, you put all of that together and you're left with something that is 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 more manageable than than at first you ever believed it could be. You, you know, saying about lying in the hostel bed and crying and thinking, you know, we were meant to be going on holiday that year to France and it was cancelled because of COVID. But we um, we just went. We, we got back a few weeks ago and we were in France for about three weeks and I never believed that would happen. I really didn't. I was terrified of how the heat was going to affect Maisie and, mm-hmm. you know, having the pump and the swimming pool and all these different things. And I I actually ended up being ill myself for 10 days. I was, I'm not sure what was wrong with me, but I was completely knocked out to the point that I barely looked at Maisie's bloods, which I glance at my watch countless times a day, you know, seeing where her bloods are at. Yeah. Um, but I didn't even have the energy to look at that. And it was it was great, actually, because it meant that Maisie really took control herself. And she did absolutely awesome. Um, and now I, I used to always send a sweet emoji. Oh, that that's the other thing. Texting diabetes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Maisie and me have done it pretty much from the start. Um, I got her a, a watch um, and she, we just text and I sent her a sweet emoji if, she, if I think she's going low and, um, and she just, you know, does a quick okay to say that she's had a sweet. But now if I send a sweet emoji, instead of okay, I get um, already had one. And that was really because I was ill and, and backed off a bit yeah. on holiday. And it gave her some time to really have to get scripts to it herself which oh well she did you know amazingly bless her um oh, i can't remember see this is well, what but it's I nice start, it's, drifting off. no but no you're fine it, it's interesting that you getting ill it was a step forward for her for her care and, yes. and for you yes yeah it was and and really type one wasn't the most um 
wasn't the thing on everyone's mind in that holiday. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, way down the line. Everyone was more worried about me and what was going on with me. And the practical stuff of type one had to keep happening. You know, we had to change the pump, we changed the Dexcom, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but everything else just was just our normal life. Yeah. Um, well, and you know what that tells yeah, me? I never thought that would happen. Yes. Yeah. And what that tells me is that everybody should be paying attention for moments where their kids or, you know, their spouse or whoever they're, they're helping with their diabetes and say to them, look, today I'm not going to help you. Or, you know, like, let's see what you do. I, you know, I'm going to get on a plane on Friday and I'm going to probably send Arden a text that says, I, you know, I'm not going to be any help to you for the next six hours. So, and then it just forces, you know, in a, in the right way, forces a person to say, all right, well, this is on me. I'll, I'll pay closer attention because there's probably in Arden's head, always a part of her that thinks uh, he, he's got my back. You know what I mean? And, and and it can keep you from being vigilant in the right places uh you know yes. in the right moments and at the same time you make this great point that it didn't overwhelm her it didn't ruin the day or anything like that that there the way you put it i forget exactly the words you used because you use all kinds of europe words and not my words but <laughs> but there's something about the idea of diabetes becoming very functional and in the background and not in the front of your brain you're not always yeah. sitting thinking like, well, what's going to happen next? Am I? She's going to get low two hours from now. I know it. That that stays out of your head. How much does Dexcom have to do with your comfort with that? Oh, has to be hundred percent. It's yeah. I I couldn't I I honestly don't know that I'll be functioning without Dexcom. Mm-hmm. Um, I am I am an I worry a lot about everything. Um, I am anxious. I like to be in control. And um, without Dexcom, I would feel completely and utterly blind. Yeah, I, I used. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cope. I used Arden's Dexcom this morning to. So this is weird, but <laughs> um, Ar, you know, Arden is a lady, which you know, Maisie will be someday, and mm-hmm. um, she's had. She has different blood sugars throughout the month. I right. guess, and there she's different needs for insulin a couple of different times a month. And when they change, they change pretty quickly. And I can actually see her period start and stop in her CGM data. Wow. Like I I know when it's happening just from what, like what's going on. Like I'm not, I'm also reasonably aware of her cycles. So I'm not Mm -hmm. like, it's not like I look up on a Wednesday and I'm like, it's happening. I can tell by the bend in the line. But I know I know that she's about to get her period at some point in the next day or yeah. so, right? And just how her blood sugar is acting over the last two hours tells me that when she wakes up, she's going to have her period. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I say to Maisie sometimes, it is odd that we, we have this extra view into her. Mm-hmm. You know, she had this... Um, she had some really horrible ulcers at the bottom of her um, lip inside her mouth, you know, sort of by her gum, just just this weekend. And she was in a lot of pain. I was thinking, God, what, what's going on here? But I was looking at her bloods, which were totally fine. I was like, well, she's she's not getting a she's not getting a sickness or anything. She's 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 well in herself because if she wasn't, her bloods would be going a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is weird that we have this extra insight into your body and 
are you getting sick? No, you're fine. And, and you know, they've disappeared and she's much happier because she can eat ha- eat easier again. Um, but yeah, it is interesting, isn't it, that we see something in our children that other people don't. If, <laughs> if, don't you, if you told me to I could them. wear a sensor and it would report back to an app and tell me, hey, your vitamin D looks low, your iron's a little low, um, you know, you should mm-hmm. probably think about eating more red meat because of this, or, you know, uh, your cholesterol's moving up. Like, I, I would gleefully wear something like that. Yeah. You oh, know? yeah. Because definitely, it, because the what, what's the idea? Um, we we used to say about my little brother Rob. Rob's either actively in trouble and you're aware of it, or he's doing something that he'll be in trouble for later, and you haven't right. you haven't found out about it yet, right? right? <laughs> he was such a, a a scoundrel when he was a young person, and, and so um, anyway, point is, I would like to know that there's something afoot. I'd yes. like I'd like to be able to get ahead of it because yes. because I think there's a level of wellness that is attainable and then there's this level of wellness that we live at. Like you can go on, you hear people all the time like, "Oh, I've been tired for 6 months." Well, what if it was just, I don't know, your vitamin B and your vitamin D was off? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're never going to know. You're going to you're going to drain down into the point where you drag your sorry ass into a doctor and say, I, I, "I'm dying here. Like I don't know what's going on." Then they run all this blood work and they come back and they say, "Oh, well, you know, here, here, and here. Let's address these things." And then months later, you start feeling better because you've you've yeah. made this address. How great would it be if it just a bell went off and said, "Hey, you know, eat more spinach, dummy." You're like right now, you, you know, <laughs> it would be great. Yeah. So, and it would change, you know, it would change your life in a way that you can't imagine because we don't think of ourselves that way. But you just pointed it out with diabetes because in this one specific scenario, blood sugar, we know exactly where it is constantly. Yeah. And you can fine tune it. Now you're doing it, you know, with diabetes. So, you know, so bad stuff doesn't happen quickly, Mm -hmm. but you're you know, other levels in your body being deficient or or having too much also has a poor impact on you. It just happens so slowly you can't yeah. quantify it, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I would take that if there's anyone out there uh, <laughs> smart enough to make that happen. I, I I just think it would be amazing to have like the results of a of a chem panel and a CBC and stuff like that, you know, running in the background constantly. Oh, it would. We could all keep ourselves in tip-top shape. I also want to say real quick, Stan, just in case someone does take my idea and run with it, I'm patenting this right now, and you owe me money if you do this. Yeah, that's it. There. Okay. Sorry. I I, I deserve a piece if this happens. I will will sue. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like technology, obviously, that probably doesn't exist, because if it did, I don't think we'd all be getting blood draws to get, you know, things checked, but... I just I like the idea of it. So yeah, I who like knows? What else you have? What what's on that list, Cian? Well, one really random thing um, is on the list. Uh, our uh, consultant, our endo, had never seen anything quite like it. When um, so you know, I I like to make things simple and uh, keep things in control. And uh, Maisie used to get really quite flustered when she was on MDI about. Um, rotating her sight mm-hmm. and she used her thighs um for a lot of injections 
and she'd be like, oh, you know, she spent ages touching her leg. Have I done it here? Have I done it there? I was like, how can I make this easier for her? So I ordered some henna tattoo pens mm-hmm. and we we made this grid on her leg, on her thigh, uh, just, you know, with a number of boxes. And she just went up and down the boxes doing her injections. And it meant that, you know, she didn't have to worry about rotating because she was always rotating because she was just going up and down her leg and I can remember uh, taking her to see the consultant she said oh I'm just going to check your sights and she's like what is this <laughs> so well, I was trying to work out a way to make rotating sights easier for Maisie so I just got these tattoo henna pens and we just draw on her leg a grid and she works through that and she's like oh my god <laughs> I've never seen anything like that before but it works brilliantly well, so yeah it's it a, does it's a very good idea because people get stuck it happens to yeah. Arden all the time she's like this is where it goes I'm like yeah it goes anywhere you want to put it really so you, yeah. you know like it's and and then you start getting little lumps under your skin because there's too much insulin you have to move it around yeah. we just imp- well so there's been for years I've known you know, obviously I was saying earlier about Arden having different insulin needs, different times of the month. Mm-hmm. You, she also has different sites that work better or than others. And I don't pay any attention to it for years. I let her put her stuff wherever she wants. There are times that she's um, ovulating and she puts it on her thigh. And I think, uh, don't do that because yeah, her thigh, her thigh is not as absorbent and, and work doesn't work as well as a couple of other places and during ovulation she needs more insulin and so i i said to her recently I'm like look you're leaving for college now here's the thing i've been doing for you for years that you're unaware of is i've been putting in extra effort when your site doesn't match your needs i was like yeah. but moving forward from now on these days and she has a period tracker i'm like these days right here you wear your pod on your arm and these days right here, you can wear it wherever you want. And on these days right here, it needs to go on your stomach. That's and was, great. And I was like, and that's that great. will make your insulin work better for you in yeah. the situation. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, and anything that helps. At the moment, Maisie always wears her cannula um, for her pump on her tummy. And mm-hmm. rotation is becoming a bit of an issue because, you know, she she gets quite set in her ways of where she wants it. And she won't listen to me now. So I said, right, you know, in two weeks, we've got the appointment with the consultant. She's going to have to tell you more about where you can put it on your tummy because you won't you won't take it from me. And she favors certain points. Um, So hopefully she does listen to the consultant. She's quite a rule follower. Um, So hopefully if they say, right, you're going to have to move it around a bit more. She will. In the past, I, I have used uh, Roblox, Ro- Robux, is it? Ro- Ro- Robux vouchers um, to get her to do things. A little bit of bribery has, <laughs> has helped, bless her. You know, I really wanted her to try. Um, we, we really struggle with compression lows. Drive me up the wall. Okay. Um, and she didn't want to move it onto, the, you know, her hip sort of top of her bum area, but I you know, I bribed her and she moved it and that that worked for a while, but she's he- sleeping so heavily and it's always on the wrong side. Um, <laughs> so I, I have begged her to move to her thigh again, which she says no. So I, I will be nipping to the shops on Saturday uh, and buying a voucher and bribing her to try her thigh again. 
because she she always sleeps on her back and the number of times i have to get up and turn her over oh mm-hmm. so um yeah a little bit of bribery bless her I, it's fine is, is her personality like yours in, in what way <laughs> I don't know. you said she likes you said control for both of you yes yeah yeah she she does definitely what about yeah. her twin do they have similar personalities or are they different um do you know it's swapped and i don't know how much um type one has to do with this but it used to be that darcy was very confident and Maisie was a bit shyer um but actually it's it swapped more recently that darcy is a little less confident and Maisie is more confident like we went shopping the other day and you know they they each had a cash card or some cash I can't remember to go and buy something and Darcy felt too nervous to go through the checkout so Maisie went twice she paid for her things and she got Darcy's stuff and went went back I was like that's interesting because that used to have been the other way around Mm -hmm. um yeah I'm not sure why but uh Darcy's very pragmatic she uh she's funny she's she's really they're, they're both very kind-hearted um but Darcy's probably a bit more easygoing I think that all the attention that Maisie got in the first year of her type one turned her a little bit into a monster so we had to I had to stop I probably did spoil her a bit oh, um okay yeah so I had to dial it back dial it back yes humbler yes, a couple because, of times <laughs> yeah because i was told uh, in no uncertain terms by particularly the eldest scarlet that yeah i had created a bit of a monster oh i so, love how i love it when my kids come to me and explain to me what i'm doing wrong with parenting oh yes it's always I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah you know what you're doing wrong my son's like here's what you've done wrong i'm like oh okay <laughs> Yeah. kid living in my house got no money he's telling me what uh, i'm doing wrong i'm like all right that's fine uh but they're yeah, often yeah. right honestly mm-hmm. and it's, yeah it's it's um it's i find it helpful actually you know when they're, yeah. they're like hey why are you why are you doing this and i'm like i, I don't know man i'm just like i'm tired and i'm old like i i just i'm doing my best here but i didn't <laughs> think any of this was gonna happen when i I saw your mom's boobs the first time, which was really the reason <laughs> any of you are here. It's just how mom yeah. looked in a sh- it's just how mom looked in a shirt one day. I, I, it's, it's got nothing. I wish there was something bigger to it, but I was like, uh. I was like, I really want to try to see them if I can. And then here we all are, thirty Suddenly, years later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so you're asking me what I'm doing. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to know either in 20 years. So good luck. No. Yeah. It's exhausting. I'm exhausted and overwhelmed quite a lot of the day. Yeah. I always <laughs> wonder what people do who don't have health issues in their life. Like what do oh, they, what do, they I, do with all yeah. that time? <laughs> yeah. And what, what would I be? I mean, my husband always says you always worried about something, you know, I worry about type one now, but I wonder what I would be worrying about uh, if type one wasn't. See, see, and you and I are different. I wouldn't be worrying about a damn thing. Would you not? Oh, man. I would find something. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) There's a whole other me in here that you don't know, and he would be relaxed. (laughs) So, uh, But I I, I do wonder that sometimes. Like, what do they do? Mm. Like, I, I, I look at all the time I spend here and there, you know, like just five minutes on this and five minutes on that. And, you know, forget, I'm not even talking about the podcast. It's not a lot of time in our life, but it's still time. Or, you know, when you're at a restaurant and you have to pick up, like, I'm like, hey, give me your phone. And I I don't want to be asking Arden for her phone. 
You know, no. like I just, I, I, but here we are. I'm like, Hey, can I get your phone for a second? And I've learned, I used to say, give me your phone. And now I say, Hey, can I see your phone? Like, like mm-hmm. it, it became important to her as she got older that I asked her permission to take the phone from her. Right. Yeah. I can um, understand that. I think Maisie would be the same. Yeah. So I learned that, but I'm also a boy. Sienna. So you understand, like, I don't think about things like that. I don't think about how I sound or what I'm like, because I know my intent and my intent is pure. So I don't mm-hmm. need to, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't need to like, I'm way nicer on this podcast than I am in my real life <laughs> because I don't know if you're a kook, you know what I mean? So I got to like kid gloves, like while I'm talking to somebody, cause I don't want someone going off. I mean, how amazing is it that in 750 episodes, no one's yelled at me. I keep waiting That's for it to true. happen. I'm, I keep thinking someone's going to come on under false pretenses and get on and be like, I hate you. And I hate this podcast. And it just not it doesn't happen. If, if that if that happened, would you um Oh I'd you know, be so happy. I'd be like, Oh, please tell you, me why. Like when you t- and, and you'd you'd put it onto the out there. Oh, of course. No, it would yeah, be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I just <laughs> it, it's um it's just a it's a good conversation. Like for the same reason that I asked you, can you tell me what helped you about the podcast? Mm-hmm. I'd want to listen to somebody and say, Hey, what what don't you like about this? Yeah, you know, yeah. Now, now someone's going to probably do it. But um, I was just about to say, yeah, be careful. Probably damned yeah. myself. It'd be six months of people being like, and another thing, you're an asshole. You know what I mean? Like, great. Um, but, you know, it's just, I, I don't mind the feedback. Like, I, I don't take it all. Like, I've gotten feedback in the past where I've read it and thought, well, that's reasonable. You, you know, and I do this mm-hmm. thing now where, when I make transcripts for the podcast, I use this online service and I'm going to pull it up now just for, for fun. And so I drop an MP3 file online and it turns it into a, you know, a word file that I can okay. put online so people can, there are people who read the podcast. God bless mm-hmm. them. I think I'm hoping it's for reasons of like auditory problems and stuff like that. Not because mm-hmm. they're reading podcasts. Cause it seems odd to me if you're just reading. Well, I, yeah, I used to listen to West Wing weekly religiously mm-hmm. loved it and uh but i sometimes did read it rather than listen wow yeah that's not for me yeah i did um I, if i think it was if i was particularly looking for them to discuss a certain thing and i didn't want to maybe listen to everything else at that point so i would just have a quick scan oh yeah okay they did discuss it i'm gonna listen to that one right now see and i have a um a limited like edition poster made by someone overseas actually um it right behind me it's um it's US governor Josiah Bartlett for president poster <sighs> it's, oh. it's the greatest like it's a campaign poster Love but it. from the TV show um i just Love thought it. it was really great art when i saw it the way the person oh. did it but uh, yeah, but so here i, I just that. pulled up an episode that you all haven't heard yet right okay and i am listed as a speaker and margaret is listed as a speaker margaret spoke 49 percent of the time and i spoke 51 percent of the time okay and so i my eyes glance over those numbers Mm. when when we when i make episodes now and if i see the if i see it splitting i get like okay don't talk too much like i have that feeling and there are some people what do you like it to be 50 50 uh, I like 60-40 me. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. But but also that's because I'm I read bumpers in the front where there's not another 
I read the ads in the middle. I read stuff yeah. at the end. Like yeah. it should be, if it's 60, 40 me, it's probably more like 50, 50. Yeah. Um, in, in the episode, if it's 50, 50, then it's probably really more like, you know what I mean? Like I'm probably talking a little too much. And, right. and then there are times when Jenny and I do like short management stuff where I'm, it's almost like a comedy team, but we're not talking about something funny. I, I do the big setup and then Jenny comes in and gives her opinion. And so there are people who hear that and think Scott's talking more than her, but I'm putting you in the position so that when you hear her answer, it flows into your mind easily. Yes. Like, yeah, I, I set her up and she, you know, she kicks it, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but yeah. yeah, here's another one that just went up the other day. 55 me, 45 Aaron. That's per perfect. Like for me, there, yeah. are, there have been a couple where people start talking and I can't stop them. <laughs> I'm just like, I just give up. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Talk your face off. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you know, just, and then I'll look later and they, they spoke like 70% of the time. And I spoke 30% of the time. Then I realized like 10% of that is me like, saying like dexcom.com forward slash juice box. I'm like, my God, I never yeah. spoke in this episode, you know? Um, but they all, to me, they all, hmm, how do I want to put this? There are episodes that I've made that I personally wouldn't want to listen to. And, okay. and then I get great feedback from them. And it reminds me that I'm not everybody. Mm. So even if, even if the content's good, but I didn't like the flow of the conversation or something, there is still someone out there who it will hit. And so it's valuable for them. It's almost like when I put up episodes about people who are pregnant with type one, they're very popular in a segment, but overall they don't download as well as other episodes. Yeah. Because not everybody is interested in having a baby or they already have or whatever but I still see them as a public service. So I don't like when somebody says, I want to come on, like I have one going up in a couple of days. It's about IVF. I'll tell you, I can tell you this, right? It's about IVF and pregnancy. That's what it was supposed to be about. This woman was going to come on and talk about in vitro fertilization and her pregnancy. And she was going to come on in like, like pregnant and talk. And we're, having the conversation and, you know, I'm just building the conversation up. I don't know how far we are into it. 20 minutes, 30 minutes. When I realize she's had a miscarriage oh, recently. And I just like, I got crestfallen and I said, oh. why did you come on and do this? Yeah. Like, like you didn't like, and now I started, I said to her, I'm like, Oh God, I, I said so many stupid things over the last 20 minutes. Like, I didn't know you just had a miscarriage, you, you know? And she's like, it's okay. And, and I did not expect that to happen. Bless, right? No. And so when you put that up as an episode, it's really going to help the people who need it. And yet there are going to be a, a larger percentage of people who are going to look at that episode, pass it by and not listen to it. Mm -hmm. But I yeah, never think yeah. like, well, I can't run this because I'm giving away downloads today. Like, I don't, I don't, I think of it as like, it's a, it's like a public service. Not everybody needs yeah. it, but somebody does. Uh yeah, and, yeah. And, and not everyone needs it at this point, but they may well need it at some point. And now it's there for, you know, it's there for me and for Maisie in the future to back. reflect back on. Yeah. So, you know, it's, in, I mean, making the podcast is really, it was just somebody, somebody kind of flipped me around the other day while we were talking and they kind of interviewed me for a second. And right. 
and I, I told them like, I think of the podcast as a, it's like a compendium of diabetes knowledge that could exist forever. And that will mainly Absolutely. be valuable for a long time until, until management somehow like drastically Jumps. changes, you know? Yeah. And, um, I told him that I had just recently contacted the company that hosts my podcast and I, I sent them an email and I said, this is going to sound morbid and I'm, I'm not ill. I just, mm -hmm. but what happens if I die? Like, mm. how do I keep this podcast online? And they told me, and I'm going to mention it in a few episodes so that somebody hears it at some point. If I yeah. suddenly drop dead and you just don't hear from me anymore, if you uh -huh. contact the company that hosts my podcast and tell them that I died, they'll host it for free for the rest of the time they're in business. Because, okay. because it's a medical podcast and it helps people. Well. Isn't that nice? You know. That's really nice. I'm trying Nothing not to die. Nothing is going to happen to you, but yeah. <laughs> I'm please. doing my best. But, um, May I be honest? Great. I'm not doing my best to stay alive. I'm doing a decent job. <laughs> 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 if I was doing my best, I wouldn't have sat up all night last night. Um, Arden's getting ready to go to college in a couple of weeks. <gasps> and she comes into our room last night and she's, you know, she's like, hey, she's like, my legs, she's getting ready to get her period. She's like, my legs hurt. Mm -hmm. Like, can somebody rub my mm -hmm. legs? And this is now what I believe why women get married. It's just so someone can rub them when they get their periods. <laughs> I, I really believe this is all they're looking for. And um, so she comes in and I said, you better hope your roommate at college wants to rub your legs. And she's yeah. like, yeah, I don't think he's going to want to do that. And I was like, well, better talk her into it. And so um, and she grabs my iPad and starts looking at pictures and she finds old photos from like my wife's family that have been scanned from like generations in the past. And she starts flipping through them. And before I know it, we're flipping through like my wife's family growing up, through my family growing up into our young family. And and before I know it, it's like 3.30 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, I got to go to bed. I said, I'm, yeah. I got to get up and record with somebody in the morning. And I was like, you'll, you'll all just. Arden, you'll just sleep while I'm while I'm up, you know. And well, uh, you sound very sprightly. You don't you don't sound tired. Thank you. I got an iron infusion recently. I'm doing great. Oh, so very good. I'm all jacked up. And and how uh, I um I'm in a similar ish situation. Our eldest Scarlett, um, she is going to boarding school on Monday. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and uh, she won a scholarship, bless her. She's done incredibly well. We're very, very proud of her. Um, but I am finding myself crying often. Uh, we had a barbecue for her at the weekend, and I chopped up some celery, and I was just sobbing, thinking, I can't do this. I can't let her go. And But then it suddenly, you know, she's 13 and a half. You know, she's she's not little, but mm -hmm. she's, you know, still my baby. And... Um, but then it suddenly dawned on me that if she's not happy, she can come home. Right. That's it. Yeah. So if, as long as she's enjoying it, she, and hopefully she will, you know, it's an amazing opportunity for her. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a fantastic school that she's going to. And it's not that far away. It's only an hour and three quarters. Um, and she's actually going to be home every month, whether it's for a weekend or for a, um, a holiday, you know. Um, but. Yeah, my heart is uh, is hurting. Yeah. And Ar I don't know how I'm going to leave. The parents have to leave at four o'clock next Monday. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to walk off of that campus. Yeah. Crying is the answer. My baby. Yeah. Just, yeah just, sobbing. Well, sobbing. Arden's going to college some, four, it's about a 14 hour drive from here. Yeah. <gasps> 
So it's a plane if you have to do it oh quickly. Oh my goodness. So we're leaving on, like, we're leaving at the beginning of September, like a full day and a half before she has to be there. And then, wow. We're, and we're taking, we have to take two cars to get all of her stuff there. And, you know, it's just, it's going to be. You, are you emotional? I, I, lately I've been saying to her, you know, are you sure you want to abandon me like this and just go to college? I was like, you could stay and go locally. I'll give you money in a car if you want to stay. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you like money in a car? <laughs> you know? So, um, but she's so excited about what she's doing and where she's going. Oh, fantastic. And she told me. Well, that's like, amazing. Yeah. She said last night, she's like, I just want to go now. She's like, she's like, yeah. I went through not being sure. And I went through being nervous and I went through being scared. And now I know for sure, this is what I want to do. And she's like, but it's like two weeks from now. And I just want to go. And I, I, I don't know how to explain to her, like, I, I please don't leave. Like, just oh, stay, you know? Yeah. And then last night, while we're flipping through the pictures, she points to this photo of her, like, in a bouncy seat. So how old are you then? Mm. You're less than, you know, you're around six months old. You put them in those yeah. little seats so they can kind of learn how to hold themselves up, you know? And um, she goes, isn't it crazy that that baby's going to college next month? <laughs> Oh, and God. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you <laughs> Thanks gonna... for that. It's three o'clock in the morning. You're going to make me cry? You know? Like, Scarlett this... keeps playing this ABBA song. I, I don't know the name of the song from Mamma Mia. And uh, the first words are something like school bag in hand. Um, she, you know, it's basically about leaving home. And I am just sobbing. She keeps playing it in the car and she's doing it on purpose because she knows it's going to break me. But you want to hear something every time. You want to hear something worse. That song is <sighs> called Slipping Through My Fingers. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. the one. Right. So, oh. so <laughs> And I was just about to say something. Oh, is Arden are you still going to be following Arden's numbers? Oh, yeah. She's not getting yeah. rid of me like that. No, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, she's, you know, she's going to be sleeping on her own with I mean, we we're going down getting her moved in. We're actually going to stay a, a, a couple of days afterwards mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know go out meet her like so she's gonna have i don't know how you would put this um are they flatmates so mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so she's in a she's gonna be in a room that has two bedrooms and there are right. two girls in each room so there's four people in the flat i guess and i'm trying okay. to say this in a way that you would understand ignoring <laughs> ignoring that 90 percent of the people listen to the podcast in america and now are like could you, yeah. could you just say that it's an okay. apartment with two bedrooms you know so um it's an apart it's an apartment style with two bedrooms right two girls in each room um one girl's from hawaii one girl's from north carolina Arden's from new jersey they've all met online they've been chatting you know and stuff like that mm -hmm. but it's a strange thing like we're gonna have to take these girls out to dinner and sit down with them and be like hey so if Arden's thing, you know, like which one of you would be comfortable sticking this in her butt if, you know, like, oh, like that kind of thing. And I feel yeah. badly for them even because they're yeah. all so nervous and excited and et cetera. But we can't leave that space without those people understanding no. basic safety care for Arden, no, you know, exactly. if she can't help herself. And does, does Arden ever get compression lows? Uh, she hasn't recently. Right, but she has. So you, I, I would mean, you wake up if you phoned her and said, turn over? <laughs> well, we're about to find out because when she stays yeah. by herself, and we've been doing these little test runs for the last couple of years, like going to, like Kelly and I went to a wedding and left her by herself for a couple of days. Um, and she does seem to wake up when she knows it's on her, she seems more receptive. But if right. she had receptive to the sounds, but if she's 
has confidence that someone else is looking, th- mm-hmm. then she doesn't hear it so much. But I, I um, the, a few weeks ago, Maisie had a sleepover in the village and uh, I was running through the streets at 4 a.m. because she she was sleeping in a little trailer with two other children and I'd said to her just before she went to bed, try not to have a compression. I said, don't worry, mum, I, I won't because I can't actually turn over. We're, we're like stuck where <laughs> we're we are. I was here, like, great. Yeah. yeah, that's brilliant. Okay, great. So when I woke up to a... Um, let me find the uh, to a fifty with arrow down. I was like, "What? This this shouldn't be happening because she couldn't turn over." Mm-hmm. So I don't understand. And then I just get L O W, you know, low. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So four a.m. I'm racing through the blooming village, find her, and one of the children had gone home, so she now had room to turn Flip over. over but I had phoned her five times, nothing. Mm-hmm. She just you know, her phone was on, but she was just sleeping through it. Oh, God. It makes sleepovers difficult. <laughs> then you get there and you're just like, roll over. <laughs> and yeah. then, oh, you're fine. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I'll make my way back. Luckily, the lady's out there tanning the leather. I can say hi to her. And um, <laughs> yeah. I know you don't. In my mind, you live in the Smurfs village. It's just little mushrooms <laughs> that you live in. and. I know that's not the case. That's I know. not too far off. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm getting close. <laughs> Do you love it when I say something outlandish to people who are living in Canada and they go, yeah, that is kind of what it's like? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm being stupid. And they're like, no, yeah, there is moose in my backyard. And I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> there's, a, there's an episode coming out next week um, with that girl, Margaret, that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be called Midnight Noki, uh, right. which is not uh, is that is that how you say that? No, it's not. There's a it's a that's pasta. How do you? There's a more like there's a fancier way of saying the word. Anyway, right. I wanted to name the episode Yukon Ass Shaker. <laughs> right. When you find out why, you're going to be so amused. Is this is this an After Dark episode? Or no, just a normal it's one? not. She just right. <laughs> she was just found herself in the Yukon, right? Like like pole dancing but with her clothes on in a casino and and you know and i'm like i'm like what is and she's such a nice girl and you know i'm like how did you end up doing this and she's like i don't know i didn't do it long etc and then i was like did they throw chips at you and she goes yes i was i was was laughing at the last one that i listened to it was i can't remember the young girl's name but um you were explaining the word accoutrement Yes, yes, yes. Was, <laughs> and I was giggling away. And like, what you said, oh, we're having a lovely moment now. And <laughs> I was just laughing. I was like, you and I are going to have such a lovely moment. I'm going to teach you a <laughs> yeah. word. And, That's it. <laughs> and, and basically, she's like 21, 22 years old. She's a That's senior it. in college. Yeah. And she's just trying to figure out how to keep creepy guys off her and drink at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And I'm like, do you want to yeah. know what accoutrement means? She's like, <laughs> No, then yeah. I realized she didn't. Then I started stopping because I was like, I don't think she understands what this word is either. So we started oh, you know, no. defining <laughs> words as we were talking to her. Anyway, yeah, was she was nice. really good. She was yeah. very honest about what it was like for her to be at, at college with type one. Mm-hmm. And she I, was. Yeah, I thought that was really yeah. That was one of the yeah. episodes that my tormentor doesn't like. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Hard no, to I liked get that through. One. Hard to get through. No, it was. I like listening to those ones about college because, you know, it sort of prepares me a bit for 
what to expect um, in the future. Listen, if I'm being honest and there's no way for me to know people or what's in their heart, but I think this person that I'm talking about might be a dick. So don't worry about it. (laughs) I would imagine so. Yeah. (laughs) They're just trying to be (laughs) difficult. All right. So, uh, Sienna, is is there anything we haven't talked about that we should have? Nope. I've gone through my list and uh, nope, we've covered everything. Um, It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. No, it's it's my pleasure. Your accent's terrific. You're great. For yeah. You're great for the podcast. You're exotic I, and understandable. I'm dreading listening to it because I actually hate my voice. No. I think I sound. I always thought I sound like a mammoth, a bit as if I've got a cold and yeah, a bit, wait, bit adenoidy. Wait, wait, what? Do you, first of, all, I I haven't gotten to the point where I ask you if you've uh, if you have um any of those big Scottish cows near you. Oh yeah, not far. Yeah. No. They seem I, just around I, the corner. I would love to see them in person one day, but that's not. The yeah, point. they're really beautiful. Um, but what, what did you say about your voice? It's you sound oh. like a mammoth. Yeah, like a woolly mammoth. I don't know why, but I, as a teenager, I always used to think I sounded like a woolly mammoth. If they were going to speak, I think they'd come out with my voice. <laughs> Is this like a snuffleupagus thing from? Sesame <laughs> yeah, that Street? sort of thing. Yes, yes. So you think you 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 think your voice sounds, um, mu- like <laughs> muted. Like not bright enough? Yes. Yes. Oh. I don't know. I don't see that. Do you know there are four people on the Facebook page that have the your first name spelling? Really? Yeah. That's crazy. There's probably pronounced it Sean. I might be wrong. I don't know. There might be a response to that on the on the group. But um yeah, Sean is the most common way of pronouncing. But my mum decided to pronounce as Sion. Yeah, annoying. <laughs> Do you think your mom just um, illiterate? What, what is going on? <laughs> oh, why she chose it. I mean, my sister's Gemma, you know? Why on earth did she call me Sion? It's just been such a... And when people say it right the first time, I'm always like, what? What's wrong with you? My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Like, my husband can't say my name properly. So he, he just calls me Babel. Are you the blonde yeah, in this camping nice, photo? Gorgeous. Camping photo. On your Facebook. Are you the blonde in the camping photo? Yes. Okay. Probably. All right, probably. Probably. Are there other blondes <laughs> in your photos? <laughs> camping photo. I'm having you a only look. Ha- where, you, where don't, you have no photos up on online. So it's either you or your family went away with another woman. I'm not sure which it is. No, it will be me. Yeah. Are we not friends? Is there only a few that come up? Yeah, I just have a couple um, that pop up. Yeah. That's yeah. all. I was trying to stalk you for a second. Um, I'm just having a look. Well, your kids are lovely. Yeah, they're cuties, aren't yeah, they? They absolutely are. All right, so um, you have the cows. You sound like Snuffleupagus. For, <laughs> That's I, exactly it. <laughs> I don't know why. So, but didn't he? Wasn't he like depressed? Wasn't he like, "Hey, bird"? Yeah, yeah right. Oh, yeah, you don't sound yeah. like that at all. I'm gonna have to find him now. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. That's for some reason what I always. I always felt like I, so it's the only, I think my dad once told me he, he thought I needed my adenoids out because <laughs> I just always sound like I've got a cold. What the fuck? What do you say? And that's, that's always stuck with me. <laughs> that's where you got that shining bedside manner when you're like, oh, it's diabetes. I don't know anything about it, but I know you can't get <laughs> rid of it. It's not Yeah. It ain't no thing where we take your adenoids out and you sound like Big Bird, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right well oh my little bubba i appreciate this very much thank you for doing this thank you very much take care
A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juicebox. You spell that G-V-O-K-E-G-L-U-C-A-G-O-N dot com forward slash juicebox. And of course, we're going to thank Dexcom, makers of Dexcom G7 Continuous Glucose Monitor, Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Get real-time information that makes a real difference. And don't forget, p1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Complete the survey today, support research, me, and you. p1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. And if you join the private Facebook group, please say hello. I would love to meet you.